Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. What is going on, Titanium Vault? This is your host, RJ Bates. Today, I'm sitting down with my good buddy, Uncle Carl. How you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. So this is gonna be our first rendition of Uncle Carl's crazy-ass real estate stories. So if you don't know who Carl is, I interviewed him probably about six, seven months ago. So if you wanna know who he is, go back and watch that first episode. Today, we're just gonna talk about some of the crazy stuff that he's doing super niche strategies so carl take it away let's hear your first story what's the what's the craziest one you you've been working on the past couple of months i, I got a new one um i've been it, it's a, a a property that the city just rezoned so you can build a six-story building there it's a lot okay. that i wanted to get i've been searching for two years to try to get this deal and i've been talking to what what happened is there's three people on deed, a father and then two kids, two, okay. two sons. So uh, I got a hold of one son, and I've been talking to him for a while. And, and he goes, I don't know where my brother is. I don't know where my father is. So I was like, okay. So we finally went on Facebook and tracked down the one brother, and he's in jail. Of course so he is. I was like, So I write him in jail, and he puts me on the visitation. So I go see him in jail. And I talked to him, and we're in. So we're going back and forth. We negotiated a deal to buy the property for seventy-five thousand. Okay. And I'm like, okay, great. I got him. I got his brother. And I'm like, I was talking to. Him. I can't say his name. Um, let's just say it's Billy Bob. Okay. I'm saying, hey, Billy Bob, we need your father. I can't find him anywhere. I've been looking for him for two years. He says, Carl, go to the end of Donna Street. There's a van. Tap on the window. He lives in the van. Well, it turns out Donna Street is 200 yards from where I live. So this guy I've been searching for for all this time is living in a van 200 yards from my house. It's right. I live on Sweetbriar Street, and it's right, right across Sugar, uh, Sugar Creek, 200 yards, you know, and that's where the guy's living. So, um, you know, I recently bought a Rolls Royce. Seen okay. That, so? so I pull up at. 10 o'clock at night in my Rolls Royce, tap on the window, and I said, um, are you O'Donnell? And he says, yeah. I said, I'm Carl. Um, I want to buy your portion of the property. So we sit down. We strike a deal to buy his part. So now I've got all three people together so I can buy, buy this, this property right. here. But I think the cool part is I like the creativity of it. What I ended up doing with is um, with the brother, I gave him an option. I can either pay you all cash, the first brother, or I can pay you a little bit more money over time. And he said, I want money over time. So I'm paying him $300 a month on a personal note. So it's not attached to the property, okay? okay. And um, at 0%, okay? So that's nice. And right. then, the, then the, uh, the father, the same thing. I paid him $350 a month, 0% interest over time. Okay, I'm paying them both twenty-five thousand a piece. Okay, now, um, now the the the, bro- the brother that's in jail, we we be- he's actually a really nice guy. We become good friends. I've been sending him books while he's in prison. I sent him Rich Dad. Right. There's a book, uh, No Excuses, Brian Tracy. So he's reading all these books, 
when we first started talking, he, he was going to buy a Jeep with his money. He goes, I'm going to go buy this brand new Jeep and da, 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 da. I was like, he kept reading all these books. And I said, you know what? Why don't you invest your money into something that's going to make you money? Right. And he goes, Carl, thank you for sending these books. I'm trying to change my mind and look at things differently. So he said, I don't get out of prison until December 23rd. Um, I was going to put the money in a CD. I was going to give him 25,000 cash. And then he said, well, you know, I, and I said, well, wait a minute, you're going to put it in CD. Would you like to earn 6% interest? He goes, yes, I'd like to get 6% interest. I said, well, I can pay you 6% interest. Then when you get out of prison, you get all your money. He goes, would you do that for me? I said, sure. So what I did is I borrowed money from a friend of mine in first position, $25,000, cause I've been, what I've been doing, this guy's a really cool guy. I've been giving him money in prison, put it on his card, all this stuff till he gets, you know, right. um, till he get through. So I borrowed $25,000 at, uh, from a friend of mine in first position and the, the guy in jail, his money's in second position, uh, accruing at 6%. And I have two other 0% notes that are not attached to the property. Right. So I have no money invested in this property, money in my pocket. Um, and, uh, that's how we sort of structured the deal. And what do you plan on doing with that? Are you going to build on it? Or are you just going to let it appreciate? I'm going to let it appreciate because we're trying to assemble some property right along there because of the fact that it's near light rail that we can build a 65 foot building. Uh, I'm probably just, a, uh, we're trying to, we bought, we talked to three of the four owners and they sort of agreed or two of the, two of the other owners agreed to go in and I got to work the other owner. If we can put it all together, we can probably sell it for quite a bit of money. Nice. This deal is probably going to take years, you know, to come to fruition, but um, it's a very valuable piece of property and the city just rezoned it. So when you went to the van down by the river, we're just going to call that yeah. for the Saturday, Saturday night live <laughs> reference. Did he even know he owned property? Yeah. Yeah. He, Cause he, he used to live in the house and he got bulldozed. And he was like, he, he was like, I've been waiting for someone to come along and offer me something on this property. And I was like, well, you know, I, God sent me here. To, right. Uh, well, you didn't really make yourself easy to find. I mean, you're living in a van on a random street. I mean, yeah. it, how did he think people were going to find him? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, it, uh, it makes you wonder like, why would somebody like that, that obviously is financially distressed, why wouldn't they? Did they ever disclose why they wouldn't just list the property or try to sell it themselves? He literally was just going to wait on Uncle Carl to eventually come knock on his van door. <laughs> on his van. I don't know. I don't, I, I'll send you pictures, too. I got pictures of me shaking his hand and everything. So That's I'll, crazy. I'll, 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 I'll send you the pictures of that. And He's got a mattress on the top of his car. He's got a little couch out behind it uh, that he hangs out on. It's pretty. It's pretty cool little setup, you know. <laughs> And, but and so you said you you had been trying to find this particular property. You you like sought out this particular lot, right? For, for two years. What about it? Was it because of the location? It was because of the location. It was because of the location. And then during the meantime, the city um, rezoned it for me. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, I really need to get this now. You and know, it, that, did he? Was he even aware that it got rezoned? Or no, just kind of oblivious to it. Yeah, didn't care. You know, plus there's three three people. There was open probate, so we had to finish that out. So there there was there's some hoops to jump through, some judgments and liens we had to take care of. So it was, it was a fair amount of work to get it all put together. Right. And on on these types of deals, when you seek them out, is there ever a point in time where you're like, "Hey, we're putting too much work into something that might end up being a dead end," 
at what point in time do you decide to like stop trying to track somebody down? I, I don't ever. I'll go beyond when I should give up. Gotcha. Like I, I talked about this deal last time, but I want to mention it real quick again. There's another deal that uh, there, uh, we ended up making $243,000 on that my partner said, give up on, Carl. You're not going to get it. <laughs> da, 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 right. da. Worked on a year and a half to track down. Long story, but you know, one guy had passed away, and then we're going to his brother who was killed in Crete in 1973. Then it went, we're going to his two kids, and, and we couldn't find them anywhere. Turns out that their mom got remarried and they changed their names. And we spent a year and a half searching for them, but we made 243000 So I never give up. I put on the back burner, but, but there should be times when I should cut bait, but I, I'm crazy. I'll just keep going. No, I don't give up. Well, that's, that's your whole business though, right? I mean, do y'all ever do like normal deals where it's just like, hey, we, you know, we don't have to clear up crazy title issues or anything yeah. like that? Or is this yeah, pretty we're much your to only do niche? Some of those because mentally it's pretty taxing what we go through. Right. Um, everything from having motorcycle gangs sicked on us to guns pointed at my head to I've had to run from dogs. I mean, um, we've had squatters. It's been crazy. So, but we do a few. We did a, one deal where we just did some cold calling on lots. We got a lot for 25000 And right. um, guy agreed for twenty five. We wholesaled it off for um, forty five. dollars made 20000 But typically, no, most of our deals are, can I say fucked up on this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. most of our deals are fucked up, <laughs> and they take, take forever. And um, Yeah, so we do, a few, we do a few normal deals, so. So, all right, what, what's, our, what's our next crazy-ass story? What, what else you got going on? Um, this was a deal, uh, it was a lot deal that a buddy of mine brought to me. And he, he had taken it to five attorneys, and they said it couldn't be done. Okay. I'm like, I was beating my chest. Uncle Carl <laughs> can do this. We right. can do anything. Well, long story, I'll tell you the story, but we spent a year and a half messing around. We made 75000 If I had to do over again, I would not have done this deal. It was too long, too much work. I, but this is what happened. There's a first mortgage on it to IRA, a second mortgage to private individual, multiple liens and judgments. There was a city demo lien, an uncooperative owner. Okay. So what we did on this deal was we approached one of the junior lien holders because the first, there was a lot of money owed in the first, a lot of money owed in the second. So we called him up and said, hey, you have a lien on this property and um, you know, we're curious what you want to do because you're so far down, you're not going to get paid. And he told us a story about how he loaned the guy money and he hated the guy. And then I was like, would you like to get this guy back? He goes, oh, yes. I said, look, I can't give you but $1,000, but I want to use your lien to foreclose on him. I'm going to go negotiate a discount on the first, the second, all these liens. Then I'm going to give you your lien back so you can still go after him if you want to, but we'll own the property and we'll get him. He's like, I'm all for it. I don't have the time to mess with it. So we basically used his lien. We foreclosed on the property, okay? And then when it went for sale um, uh, at the property, we ended up acquiring it at, for like $2,700. And during the meantime, we negotiated a discount on the first, the second, and then we were negotiating discounts on all the liens. This thing took forever. It was a lot of moving parts. And then we had a friend of ours buy it for 225000 
So basically what we did is we had about six or 7,000 total invested. We had discounts all negotiate on everything else and they all got paid out of closing. We sold it for $225,000. We netted $75,000 on the deal. Wow. And, and it w was this a lot or was it a house? A lot. So you do a lot of just vacant land, right? We're, we're killing it in the vacant land. A lot of people, um, I probably shouldn't tell everybody this. They'll start going after <laughs> it. So guys, that's, this only works in Charlotte. It doesn't work anywhere. Right, uh, right. Unless you're a competition in Charlotte. Um, right. Okay. What the hell? It, we're killing it in the land business. Um, from vacant lots to subdividing to uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, I'll tell you another, another deal we did. Yeah. We got a package, uh, and this is a land, you got a package of three properties, and she threw this one lot in for just the taxes. I think there was like $500, $800 taxes. She goes, there was a house on it. It's too small to build on. I'll just give this to you for free. So we took it. Then what happened on this, this deal um, was, so she threw it in for free. So we're like, what are we going to do with this? So we started talking to different real estate investors, and someone said, you can do a variance. We're like, what the hell is a variance? We didn't even know what a variance was. Yeah, and they said, it's where you take something too small, you take it in front of the city, and they let you build on it. I'm like, well, how do you do that? And so you got to find a variance attorney. I'm like, okay. So I started asking people, and uh, I'll give a plug out. His name's David Murray. We ran into him, and uh, actually going to lunch with him today at 12 o'clock. Cool. Uh, but he, he said, yeah, I can do a variance on this property and resell it. I'm like, what do we do? He said, you get a survey. And you just pay me money. I'm like, okay. So we just wrote a check out to him for like three thousand. He went through the city. We sold that property for ninety five thousand dollars. Wow. Once the very now after everything's done, we had fees and realtors and stuff. We netted eighty four thousand on a piece of property we got basically for free with taxes. That is crazy, crazy. So, but okay, you're in North Carolina, I, and I didn't think that the, the retail prices were that high. What's like the average price point of a house in North Carolina or Charlotte? It all depends. If they're cl close into town, you know, it can be a half million. I think the average price, and I'm probably wrong, is probably 250000 Okay. Uh, Charlotte's a growing city, um, and, and, and land close into town is really valuable. Gotcha. So like on this, when you sell it for 95000 what – what are they going to do with it? They're obviously going to build on it. What, what kind of house are they going to build on that? They'll probably build a uh, 2,800 square foot, two-story house, probably sell it for a half million. Gotcha. Something that's, like that. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy that, you know, you're, you're literally just receiving something for free. Like, hey, this is such a pain in my ass. I don't want it anymore. And it turns out being an $80,000 profit for you guys. And really – on that one, in comparison to the other ones, you didn't have to do a whole lot of work. You literally just hired an attorney, right? Yeah, we just hired an attorney, wrote a check. I'd love to say we were like really brilliant. We didn't even know what a variance was. You know, we're just, we got lucky on that, you know? You know, it's uh, funny it, because I, I've never done a variance before. You know, I you hear about it and it's kind of like, yeah, it's one of those terms. I probably should know what that means, but... I'll wait until I actually have to do it, then I'll figure out what it is. There's all sorts of variances you can do, even on subdividing stuff and different things. It's 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 we've we've done another variance. We've only done two of them, but we're we're going like I'm going to lunch today again with this attorney. We want to learn more about them, how to find them, so right. we can do more of them. Um, we bought another piece of property for twenty three thousand that we got a variance on. It's under contract for one sixty. Wow, that's supposed to close out in a month. 
And roughly how much does it cost you in the attorney fees up front? Like somewhere between, you know, less than 10,000. Yeah. About $3,000 with survey attorney's fees to get a very bad at all, you know, yeah. and it, it, can they pretty much almost always get that variance for you or is no, there ever going to be a time where they, the, the judge or the city or county says no. There's a possibility because you have to go in front of that. They put on their little presentation why I have to be there. I haven't had to speak yet, but right. you know, why they should grant the variance. And um, uh, he pretty much knows what's going to work and not, but there's no guarantee, you know. Right. But it's, so, it's, they, they pretty much know. The, the attorneys pretty much know what will work. So that's what I was going to ask. My next question was when you look at the lot and you're like, hey, we might want to do a variance on this, should you send it to the attorney and say, is this a viable option for us to do a variance? Yeah. And, and then, then he'll kind of let you know, yeah, we should do it or no, you shouldn't. Yeah. He'll give us a ballpark, no guarantees, but it pretty much, because he knows the people, he pretty much knows what, what we'll get through and what won't. Right. You know? Well, and I'll say this as well, going back to your concern about people, you know, hearing that you're killing it in land. I've probably interviewed three or four people that that's all they do is just land. Every time I've interviewed them, I've come out of the interview going, why am I not doing more land? I don't understand. It's I think because, it's because, because – Because you're a dumbass. That's exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> I think it's because it's just the, there's the unknown of like things that you're talking about here with the variance and subdividing. And if you've never done it before, it just seems like this very scary proposition it's, and this fear. It's not like, for example, we'll subdivide. All we do, like, if we want to know if we can subdivide something, we go down to the zoning and say, "Can we subdivide this?" They'll pull it up and say, "Yes, you can." Wow. Then we know, or we call a surveyor to make sure. Now, of course, it's not ever guaranteed, but you know, right? Um, you know, and I'll tell you another land story too. Yeah, there was a there's a lot that we're getting. It was in a messy estate, and we had to track down 13 years and get 13 heirs to agree. So we ended up tracking them down, and at the time, too, we had this little 19-year-old girl working for us, and she basically went around us and was getting ready to sign a contract with them, okay? And we were wow. supposed to be working together. So we weren't real happy about that. I mean, so you got to be careful. Like, we got good people that work for us, but she was trying to steal the deal. Right. So what we did is we ended up calling the guy back and said, well, what was she offering you for the property? And he said, uh, oh, she's going to give us $42,000. i am like, oh, my God, we're going to give you $62,000. I can't believe she's doing that to you. So he ended up going with us. That's so, funny. Anyways, I'm assuming she got the, the axe, right? She got the axe. She yeah. no longer works for yeah. us. Uh, but, you know, you hear horror stories about that as well. You know, employees, they see all this money coming in, and then they, they get this bright idea. I had somebody do that to me. Previously, they basically took all of our leads, and then the next thing you know, we have one of our leads calling us and saying, thank you so much for helping us out, and we're like, <laughs> uh, we didn't buy your house. And they're like, no, yeah, so-and-so from your company, they, they came and they contracted it, and it's like, holy cow, I can't believe that just happened. But, you know, it, it, I think that's part of owning a business. It's part of it. You go through problems, but we ended up. 13 heirs we got them all to agree and then there was um the public administrator was in charge of it so we had to make a deal with him he said look if we pay up all the liens they want to do a private sale so he said okay so we had to track out all the liens negotiate all the liens in the the um uh probate or whatever the estate was open right so we did that 
we bought that. And then one of, one of the heirs ended up, had died in, in between that. So in North Carolina, we didn't have to open another estate. So we had to hold it another nine months because there's a rule in North Carolina. If someone's deceased and they're deceased over two years, you don't have to open a state for them. And we were afraid there could get messy. So we had to buy it and wait another nine months before we could sell it because somebody had passed away during this time. Golly. So it got, it got complicated. So we ended up buying it for 62000 So then we noticed that there's a lot next door also. And we looked at it and we went down to zoning. So if we combine our lot with that lot, it was on a corner that we could end up getting four lots facing the other road. Okay. I'll show you a picture of it later. But so if we, so, so we end up buying that lot for 168,000 and then we got it. So it could be subdivided into four. So now, so we, so we paid 68,000, uh, 62,000. And then we sold that and we made 166,000 because now it's four, it was four lots. Gotcha. So you got to look for that. You got to look for if you combine it and then um, re-subdivide. And we right. noticed with the way, because it was longer in the other street, so we could get four lots facing that way, where we only had two facing the other street. And uh, so that so was. So I, I want to circle back to something that you talked about earlier because yeah. I don't think I've ever had a guest actually like explain how you could talk to a seller about this. You talked about on your first story, you got two of those sellers to take a 0% interest loan. Yep. Talk to me about how you explain that you're going to pay 0% interest. Do you ever address that or how do you, how do you make them comfortable with that? Well, the one guy in the van, I just basically said, hey, um, this is what I can do. I said, um, I've, I've got agreements with everybody else. Uh, I can pay you 25000 but I'm going to pay you three. We have to pay you monthly. I'm going to pay you $350 a month. You have a steady income coming in. He said, okay. So, gotcha. you know, um, I sort of basically told him, you know, this is what we're going to do. The other guy, the other brother, I said, okay, we can either pay you. I can't remember what, but it was, might have been twenty. We can either pay you 20000 or, you know, he asked me what the, his brother is getting. I said, your brother is getting, you know, 25000 but he's taking the money over time. We can pay you less if you want all your cash now, or you can get more money. Do you want more money or less money? I like right. it. You want more money? And he goes, oh, I want more money. I said, okay, well, we're going to pay you $300 a month. You know, and I talked to him for a while, too, because he's like, he was going to school and everything, and he wanted to have income to supplement it so he didn't have to work versus having a lump sum. And then sometimes people don't, they know they're not good with their money, and they're going to blow their lump sum. That's what I was going to say. It's also a particular type of person that, you know, you could kind of almost gently walk them down the path of, if I just give you $25,000, you're probably going to blow it pretty quick. But if I only give you $350 a month, that'll put you in a better position, right? And and I think some people, when they're in a certain position in their life, can understand that and be like, thank you for looking out for me. You know, so that's, it's a delicate conversation, you know, with particular people. But, you know, I... I, I've heard people talk about that before, but I've never asked that specific question. I'm sure people are going, how can you convince somebody to do 0% interest, you know? And you just say, Mom, I'm going to pay you 25000 you know, X dollars a month until it's paid in full. I, right. I learned this from uh, Ron Legrand and Cameron Dunlop. Of course, I talk about notes and stuff like that. And right. I put it into, you know, I'd love to say I invented this and I'm some smart guy. It's just, you know, I went to a course from, uh, Cameron Dunlop and um, uh, it was uh, um, 
Ron the Grand. That's where I learned it from, you know? Right. So it's not original. All right. Do you have one more, one more crazy ass story for us? Okay. What what do we got on the board? We got on the board. I'm looking through the ones that are going to be interesting. Well, this, this one's not real. uh, This is just an example of using liens and judgments. Um, Okay. There was a piece of property that I pulled up on the, we use a property lookup system, the GIS. Okay. I noticed it was tax delinquent. And that there was two people on the property and one was deceased. So I tracked her down. And what I did was um, I, I left notes in her mailbox. I called her and, and stuff. And then she called me one day and she said, hey, um, you're the guy that I'm selling the property to. And I was like, yes, ma'am, that's me. That's me. Uh, she says, well, can you come by? And I'm like, okay. I think she was talking to somebody else too. But right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's me. So I came by. And um, we made agreement to buy her lot for 17500 I said, well, I know there's some judgments and some liens and stuff against it. That's going to have to come off the amount owed. She said, sure. So I went back and I found out there's a demo lien for 12000 uh. And there was all these taxes and city grass cutting liens. So I went back at all the liens printed out. I said, look, we have a problem. You owe 21000 against this property. Ouch. Put down, I showed her all the liens. And she goes, oh, I guess I can't sell the property. And I was like, well, how about I give you $500 and take over all the judgments and all the liens? She was like, okay. So I came back the next day with my ex-girlfriend, who's a notary, and uh, um, we got it notarized. She gave me the deed. We gave her $500. Well, property taxes are only collectible for 10 years, and there's 11 years of property taxes. So we paid, we eventually paid the 10 years. So there's a $2,750 discount. Right. There's a $12,000 demo lien on the property. I hope the city of Charlotte's not listening, (laughs) but there's a $12,000 demo lien on the property. The city to this has never renewed their demo liens. Liens are only good for 10 years. They fall off. Okay. Check your state. I'm not a CPA, a lawyer, da, 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 da. That demo lien falls off next year. That's $12,000. So we, um, you take off that and there's another small lien so we effectively bought the property for $6,700 and we paid $500 up front. And then we waited a year or two before we paid the taxes, except for the year. So, so you can buy properties with liens and judgments, negotiate them or let them fall off. Right. And save money. And so on that, that property is worth about $80,000 today. Um, we've had it for like two years. Um, and, uh, but that's just, ex- oh, and the sad thing was she died seven days after she signed the property over. Oh man, that's uh, rough. Yeah. We actually just had a seller die the day before closing. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's rough when that happens. You know, it's like, golly, we, we were just solving their problem, got to know them, built rapport with them. And then you find out they pass away. I mean, I know it's part of life, but it just kind of dampens the mood on a deal a little bit. So on that particular deal there, when you went into it and you made that arrangement with her, how long were you anticipating holding that property before your, before your payday? Um, we figured three to five years. It's close to where the light rail is. It's going up in value quick. So we figured, you know, $500 invested, we'll just hold it for, right. but the, the prop, our, our target is five years hold on that property. Gotcha. 
Well, do you, we, let's see. I was trying to keep this about 30 minutes. I think we're at 25 minutes. You got a, you got a quick five-minute story for us that we uh, can uh, wrap yeah. this up with? Yeah, here's another one. We like to buy partial interests in properties. Okay. Okay? We talk I like those. I, I, I know Dave Day talks about this a lot, and I know you talk about this a lot. So yeah, let's Dave's talk a great guy. He's a buddy yeah. of mine. I've learned a lot from him. But um, we pulled up this property. It was tax delinquent. The lady that owned it, um, I guess, had passed away. So we built a real a family tree real quick. It didn't take long. We just pulled the obituary, got the names. So we called this one lady in California. She didn't want to sell. You know, she was difficult. She owned one quarter of it. So then we got the rest of the family and we called them up. There was like uh, five, basically four wings, I said. You know, four brothers right. gone to. And um, so we called one of the lady and said, you know, what's going on with this property? And she explained how the lady had um, – the one, the, the, the one person, the one heir in California had deeded the property to herself and then the courts reversed it and they're like, we're never going to get any money out of this property. It's a mess. I said, well, I'll buy your share out. Would you like to buy your share out? She goes, oh yeah. So we made agreements to buy each wing out for $8,000. Okay. We said, look, we have to clear title. We'll give you a $500 signing bonus today where we got them to deed us the property and you get the rest 7,500 when we clear title. So we got everybody to sign because they knew they weren't getting any money, money from their aunt that she was going to drag us to the court. So it's going to be a mess. Right. You know, so they just want, so we, anyways, we ended up getting three quarters of it. Okay. So we owned for like a couple thousand dollars, we owned three quarters of this. And they right. get the, when we do our contracts, typically you get a signing bonus to give us the deed and you get X dollars when the property is, the title's clear. Because there's nothing else they can do. They don't know how to put this together. They don't know how to do partition sales. Right. So we ended up getting that. And then we tried to work a deal with this one lady again out in California. We couldn't get it done. So typically what we do is a partition sale. We hire an attorney. It goes to sale to courthouse. Okay. Then if it goes to sale to courthouse, you win either way. And the reason you win is if it goes for low at the courthouse, you buy it yourself because you own three quarters of it. It goes for a high, you let somebody else buy it because you own three quarters of it. So you always win in a partition sale. I shouldn't gotcha. say that we, you know, you do. So, but we were going to do a partition sale, but the taxes were foreclosing. So we let the taxes foreclose that automatically partitioned it. And we made, I can't, it, I think it was like $63,000 on a $28,000 investment. It might've wow. been 68. I'll, I'll find the check. I got it somewhere. It's either 63, but that's, that's, this is, you know, you buy the partial interest, you give people very little money up front, they get the money when you clear the title. And, you know, and what we actually did is we knew we we're gonna have to do this partition sale. So we called everybody back and said, look, this is gonna take months. Would you like some money now? And we got discounts from most of them and paid them out ahead of time. And then we let the, the thing go through and the tax sale actually partitioned it. Wow. Yep. That's crazy stuff, man. And uh, guys, it, this is our first part of, uh, Uncle Carl's crazy ass real estate stories. I think we're going to try to do this every couple of months because that'd be great. I love I mean, talking it, about it. Yeah. This stuff is just, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I, I know, I don't know very many people that, you know, first of all, have the, the knowledge to do this or also are willing to take the risk to try to track down sellers for two years or, you know, take on, you know, properties with variances and hope that they go through when they've never done it before. There's a lot yeah. of people that are risk adverse for these types of deals. So guys, if you like today's episode, please reach out to me and let me know. 
Or you can drop us a five-star rating on iTunes and let us know how awesome Uncle Carl's crazy-ass real estate stories are. Hey, uh, I, need Carl, to, I need to plug thoughts? a couple. Oh, let me plug a couple things. I have a mastermind group. Okay. It's $105. Uncle Carl and Friends mastermind group. We go into details about these deals. We're also selling bulk data and bulk skip tracing. We've got awesome. some really good data. And we'll joint venture. We'll do con consulting and stuff. Let me get, I'll give out my phone number. Um, if anyone texts me, it's better to text me because I don't answer my phone. Okay. 704-995-5385. 704-995-5385. Or you can call 704-777-7777 and leave a message. That's, awesome. that's our, our phone number. And I I've, had the, I've had the honor of speaking at Uncle Carl's Mastermind. It's a great group. Fun, yeah. fun people in right. there. Everybody's doing a lot of deals. So, Carl, thank you so much for taking the time today. Guys, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.